Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Every now and then you come across some ridiculous story uh, that the quote-unquote community is... Capital. What, is that the what they call it? The collective. Com- oh, the collective. Oh, yes. The collective. <laughs> and Capital. Do, yes. Collective. They do capitalize the C when they refer to this collective. Evidently, it's this homogenized group of LGBTQ people who all have to think exactly the same way. And you are not apparently a member of this, this group. I, they I don't like you at all because you think for yourself, you're an individual, and, uh, and they don't like that. Now, to give you an idea of th- this story I have, it's being praised from most of my trans and LGBT friends. They're like, this is wonderful. This is the Are best Are they in new- the collective? Yes. Okay. And I'm just like, how, how, how could you possibly say that this is a good thing? This, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. So let's get into it, right? Yeah, well, I know why they're <laughs> saying it's a good thing. The headline is they're getting a UBI. Yeah, but that's not, that's, that's not good. They're giving... That's I, free money. I mean, who, who could say that's bad? I, I can. <laughs> People with only short-term visions. People who don't understand monetary policy and inflation and things like that. But still, well, it still benefits all them. All of that aside, it's just... It's a way of incentivizing people for certain behaviors. That's definitely going to be true about mm. this. So, what, let, yeah, let's get a summary of, of what the proposal is and where this is happening. So, it is Palm Springs, California. It's a city that mm. is planning to give... A universal income to transgender and non-binary residents. So Palm Springs, California is giving $900 per month to trans and non-binary residents. No strings attached. Damn. I wonder if there's a people limit. Like, what if 100% of people register as as this for the 900 bucks a month? There's going to be some sort of budgetary limit. So, yeah, they, they can't take on more than... X thousands or whatever. They have two hundred thousand dollars set aside for this. I don't know what That's that comes not a whole out lot. to, but hmm. it's it seems like roughly two hundred, I would guess, people. So the city stated that the program is only for individuals who meet a poverty threshold. <laughs> Wait a minute, but that that's that conflicts with what they just said. Hold on, two hundred thousand dollars. If if it's nine hundred dollars a month, that's only two hundred and twenty-two people for one month. Mm. I assume so, I assume they've set aside two hundred thousand dollars each month. Okay, I'm assuming yeah. so. The article doesn't specify because if that's just for the whole like year or whatever, that's not going to be a lot of people. So Fox News and others have been badly misrepresenting apparently what's actually happening in Palm Springs, where we were just talking about uh, possibly giving their uh, they're giving up to nine hundred dollars per month. To anyone who simply identifies as transgender or non-binary with no strings attached. Well, to be fair, we knew something was off, right? Because the city was making the allegation that, no, this is not just for, you know, you have to be below a certain poverty threshold or something. Where the article kept insisting it was it was for all trans people, there were no strings attached. So the article that we were reading, it did openly contradict itself. Well, plus the numbers just didn't make any sense well to me the numbers didn't make sense because i feel like there are more than 18 at least more than 18 non-binary and trans people in palm springs i don't know i've never uh, been there knowingly probably not i mean hmm. if you think of, like, that's they have roughly twice the population that keen does mm-hmm. and i don't think keen has nine openly trans and non-binary people running around i don't know I don't when know. i go to walmart i feel like 
I mean, you can't tell by looking at people, but there are so many like teenager boys and girls that dress like they're kind of like taking on aspects of both. You work with a demi girl. Is that a non-binary person? Yes. Okay. There's there's one. What is a demi? Uh, Demi literally means half, but I don't know if that's how she means it. Well, here's what's actually happening, at least according to Reason.com, because, again, Fox News is misreporting this, but not just Fox. NBC in Los Angeles and Los Angeles Magazine are also offering confused takes about this. They say that what's really happening is the Palm Springs City Council has approved $200,000, so we got the number correct, for two local nonprofits looking to study and design a potential guaranteed income pilot program. Well, it's nothing like what Fox News reported. This is actually cronyism. This is the state or the the city of Palm Springs handing a huge contract to one of their buddies at the local, you know, uh, charities to get them. It's openly cronyism as well, because I don't think we got into it yet, but the mayor of Palm Springs is, in fact, a trans woman. Oh. Hmm. Who has now signed off on Hmm. giving $200,000 to trans advocacy groups in Palm Springs. Her the, her buddies, her yep. direct buddies, the people who probably got her elected. Yep. Uh, the initial financial support from the city of Palm Springs will enable DAP Health and Queer Works to study best practices of successful initiatives nationwide. The two local interest groups are working on a proposal that they will, quote, use to engage potential government and philanthropic financial underwriters for the project or the for the pilot, unquote. There's no guarantee they'll succeed in getting the funding. The state of California is soliciting proposals for guaranteed income pilot programs, but the organizations have a long way to go before submitting their program for consideration. And while they have, quote, indicated their intent to prioritize support for local individuals who are transgender and non-binary, unquote, it's not clear what this will look like. Their current idea is to provide between $600 and $900 a month to people enrolled in the pilot program, but specifics have yet to be determined. So, yeah, maybe this will be eligible to other people besides just trans and non-binary. Not clear at this point. It's not clear. None of this has been very clear, but the reactions to it have been interesting. You know, my reaction to it as someone who's who's principled and opposes things like UBIs and, you know, rewarding people just for existing is, you know, this is a terrible idea. But I have friends on the left who are like, this is fantastic. We need to see more of this. And it's just fascinating to, to me to see anyone... LGBT or not, advocating that that we need this sort of nonsense. Well, that's not a surprise. I mean, whenever the government is going to dangle money out in front of people, there's going to be a large number of people who are going to say, yeah, give me a piece of that. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the UBI thing. This, to me, seems like a great reset pilot to me, like saying that they're doing it like the local level to end run around the federal and the state government who are not doing what they want quick enough. Mm. Yeah, it could very well be. And to go back to uh, an example of the big handout that they did, look at the giveaways during COVID, right? There was a, what, $1,400 check at one point, a $1,200 or something like that. Yeah, there was a 600 a, I don't remember. I, I think there was a 1200 1400 altogether. Yeah. I don't think I got the 1400 I think and I just got the 600 and 1200 Unless you bought Bitcoin cryptocurrency uh with that then that that's barely going to buy you a few tanks of gas at this point <laughs> you know that's a sad reality yeah but yeah. <laughs> yeah i filled up today it was like 55 dollars so very frustrating. In your small okay. car you mean 
No. Your red one? Oh. Oh, I wouldn't consider the red one small. Oh, I thought it, it just doesn't seem like a gas guzzler to me. Well, it only has so many gallons in the tank, right? Yeah. Uh, it's also an eclipse. I mean, they're not gas friendly by hmm. any means. So, Sam, what else did you have to say about it? Go ahead. So, I was almost thinking that they basically, the whole thing about you'll own nothing and be happy, the fact that they'll do that by bribing people and giving them enough money to be basically be able to rent out clothes and food and transportation, whatever they put into the rental economy. Yeah, and this isn't even the first step. The first step is just welfare in general. I would want to go to the Bitcoin one if I had a chance to go to either one just because like Michelle Fawn, my favorite YouTuber, mm-hmm. she was a beauty YouTuber and now she's uh, making videos about Bitcoin hmm. is going to speak there. And last year they got to hear Ross Ulbricht from jail. Yeah, that's right. We played first that interview. Speech. Well, it's obvious for like a YouTube streamer. Like um, I've mentioned in the past that I watch this guy who does stream on YouTube. I don't watch his live streams, but I've seen his his streams just not live at the time. And he's frequently being asked by commenters, hey, do you t- do you accept Bitcoin donations or anything like that? And his answer always is, no, I'm not interested. But the, the people who did say yes to that question, you know, five, six years ago, they are very happy <laughs> about looking into that. Absolutely. While these other people are just sitting there going, no, I don't feel like, dude, how, how far behind the times do you have to be before you're like, yeah, I'll install an app on my phone and hmm. post the address there for you if you want to give me some Bitcoin, and I'll never do anything with it, sure, but I'll have it there, and, and next thing you know, it's you know worth $45,000 or whatever. I know Edge Wallet is at the conference. They have a booth there, so nice. Edge, Edge obviously is a multi-crypto wallet, so they're, they're repping uh, their product there, which is uh, you know one of my favorites. So uh, I, I don't know. There's not much else to say about it. I did see that they have a bull. Did you see the images of the bull that they've revealed? I did not. So you know how oh, on Wall Street they've got that bull image that like the bull sculpture. as in El Toro as in of male cow. Yes, thank you. Bull. B-U-L-L. It just it keeps sounding like you're saying bull. That's what I thought oh. you were saying oh. today. You know, I'm sorry. Just because a mayor of a city likes Bitcoin doesn't mean that your city is a crypto city. Is this actually is this actually the bull? That's it. So if you if you Doesn't Google, that look like it should be in like a Transformers movie? Looks like an action figure. If yeah. you Google Miami Bull statue, it it looks like it came out of some 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 video game. Yeah. It it does. Yeah. Looks like a video game, a Transformer. So uh, Mark Falson who was on the show with us last week, we talked to him about the real-life Bitcoin cash acceptance going on but in St. Martin. I have to say I like it. I like the I mean, colors. It's interesting. It certainly is eye-catching. It, it will get people talking. I like that it's really shiny. Like I always like uh, skyscrapers based on if they're really shiny. Yeah, it's very newfangled. I mean, uh, it's not ugly, but if someone was like, hey, I got you this, be like, <laughs> thanks, I have a closet <laughs> this can go in perfectly. <laughs> So, uh, Mark Falzen, who told us a lot about what happened down in St. Martin and why they are, like, the top place on the planet for actual Bitcoin Cash real-life acceptance. It's an amazing story. Uh, he is now going to Miami for this conference, and he was talking about how he wants to find out if there's actually any businesses nearby the conference that actually take Bitcoin. I'm willing to bet the answer is no. You know, I'm calling in mostly because of the first story you guys opened up the show with. and. Honestly, to me, I, I have to, I do agree with your guys' take ultimately. But the thing is, is that I have nothing on principle against something like UBI. But yeah, I think the way that they want to 
handed out based on identity, it, it disappoints me because I think that these kinds of things ultimately are just going to foster ill will among, you know, some people, you know, toward, towards those groups. So you don't oppose and, this uh, for any ideological reasons. You just think that if they were to give a, you know, $900 a month to people for being trans or non-binary, that it would make the cis people angry? <laughs> That's that is actually kind of part of it, to be well, honest. Well, Dan doesn't have any principles, from what I can tell. <laughs> no, uh, so I I actually do, Ian. I'm do a you? listen. This is my moral system. I am a uh, consequentialist and a rule utilitarian. And I don't know what those, those two. Well, for for one, I care mostly about. I care more about you know what the consequences of my actions are. And I, that, that's where, I guess, like, that's where the motivation comes from. But you advocated for war. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just, I'm in shock right now. You care about the consequences of your actions, but you advocated that we need to go to war in Ukraine. So, Ian, are you telling me that if an an ally who's a little bit more directly allied with us, like South Korea or Japan, was attacked by, say, North Korea? The United States. Well, that's not me, bro. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I don't make deals States, uh, to ally myself with you think governments. The US doesn't have it. so if North Korea attacks South Korea, we definitely have to get involved. Right? I don't no. have to get involved, and I would not get involved. No, it, it, don't you know that the founding fathers of the United States recommended against entangling alliances? Do you think there was a reason for that? Um, they could never have predicted what it would have been like in a world with nukes, in a world with. You know the Soviet. What does that have to do with anything? I disagree. They they probably could have imagined these things, but what they never imagined was that the government would have nukes and the average person wouldn't, and that therefore the average person would have absolutely no ability to check the power of their government. Switzerland, by the way, was neutral for many many decades until just recently. I think they just like removed their neutrality to to intervene intervene in the uh, Ukraine situation in some way. But prior to that, throughout throughout world, no, they shouldn't throughout world wars they stayed put they left uh matters be and they were fine if you want to go blow things up and you want to go kill people then by all means you go ahead and do that i would also say i consider myself to be a a rule utilitarian as somebody who um calculates the overall utility of having a particular rule or premise or, you know, like moral principle, like you guys were saying, I don't have principles. My utilitarianism is based off of the uh, utilitarianism of each principle rather uh, than uh, the act. Hold on. I want to go back to these rules. Yeah, I, that wasn't clear on what yeah, a rule either. utilitarian is. So exactly. so you weigh, you weigh the cost and benefits of various policies and implementations, and, and you assign them some sort of numeric value. And you then do a calculation to determine whether or not that rule or that regulation or that whatever, that policy has a result that is a number higher or lower than what you would like. So you, you take all of humanity and you, you quantify it. You assign numbers to things and actions and you say, OK, well, if the number is greater than X, then this is good. Yes. I mean, effectively. Yeah. Wow, I could not understand a word of up. what you were saying, which is too <laughs> complex for me, Arya. But apparently, that exactly was what he he does. So you, you understood him. How do so you come up I, with these calculations? I I have to imagine you're just pulling them out of thin air. How could you well, it, generate? It, it depends on the issue. 
Go ahead. Okay, let's take the simplest issue that murder is wrong or that it's wrong to initiate violence. Okay, let's let's take that simple. I don't think he would agree with that, though. By the way, we mentioned that the Bitcoin conference is going on down there in Miami. And I did a little check here, a little quick audit on the coin map. And coin map, as far as I know, is still the biggest map of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency accepting businesses uh, on the planet. If I'm wrong about that, I would like to, to be corrected. Uh, but it's it's been around for a very, very long time. And I'm curious why... You know, any pays map was the was as successful as it was because now I'm thinking about this. You know, what mechanism are these businesses using in order to accept cryptocurrency as payments? It, it can't just be the owner there happens happens to be there with their Edge wallet or their Exodus wallet or Konami mm-hmm. wallet or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some sort of point of sale system, but it's not BitPay, and it's not. It AnyPay. was for a long time. BitPay had one. Does, I mean, it could be. Do they? Yeah, I, th- I presume they still have it. I thought, BitPay does online, right? I thought BitPay was a was a third party type of thing that they didn't actually. You didn't get the cryptocurrency. No, you do. You can. Uh, okay. So, so BitPay was basically before AnyPay came out. BitPay was the only real option that you could use to accept right. Bitcoin at at a uh, at an actual point of sale. And at that time, it was this was so long ago that BitPay only took Bitcoin at that time. In Miami proper, uh, there's only like three or four places, and all of them are closed. They don't exist anymore, and one place is still open. One place on the map, still open. Their map entry is from 2013. <laughs> I called them, and they do not take Bitcoin. Oh, wow. I'm not surprised. I mean, they they haven't been asked about the, You're probably the first person who's asked them about this in, in years. nine years. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, that's. I'm sorry, Miami. You're just not the number one place. You're not even close. Uh, you know, when you when you factor out the ATM locations, if we were to go in here and actually take the time to look through every single entry on this map, I guarantee you we would knock out more than fifty percent of them. As far as I tend to agree, just out of business. Most of them we wouldn't even have to call because their websites are gone, the businesses are gone, hmm. uh, and those few that are remaining, we, we all we would have to do is just call them up and say, "Hey, do you do you accept Bitcoin?" And I I bet you it's probably a tenth. If if my if my success in Austin is any indicator, it's probably a, a very small fraction of the businesses on here. Now maybe you would argue, "Oh, that's because Coin Maps out of date." All right, well where do I go? Where do I go to find out where I can go and spend cryptocurrency? The fact is, that's just not what people are doing in the Bitcoin sphere, except for the the Dash and the Bitcoin Cash people. This is why the AnyPay map was so awesome, right? Because it would tell It's gone you, now, though. It, it, I know, <laughs> so. but the next person who does this needs to imitate what they did. It, mm. it monitored how frequently these places had transactions. They hadn't had one in three months. They would turn yellow, or, or yeah. within 30 days, they would turn yellow or something. If it had been more than... Three months or something, they would turn red. Bonnie, you've done something recently for Free Talk Live, which no one asked you to do. You just kind of came up with it on your own volition. You, oh, that's, that, that's not it. We should be promoting this. Hmm. Yeah, you created a TikTok account yep. for Free Talk Live. It is at Free Talk Live. That's yeah, I was really happy account. I got that account. There wasn't a troll that created it or something posted weird things or whatever so we have at free talk live no underscores or anything on tiktok yeah and you actually did this i don't know a couple months ago i think it's been a few weeks maybe like a month ago yeah and And i was a little disappointed with my first video's uh views but we have a generation z friend 
mm. who gave me some pointers. And it's also a learning better. curve, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, the first, very first video I ever made, you know, to put online was absolutely awful. And I hope to God <laughs> it's no longer available on the Internet. I'm too lazy <laughs> to go and check. But they, the, at least like the first dozens mm-hmm. were just absolutely terrible. Mm. Well, in this case, she's clipping the show. So yeah, what she's made was not absolutely terrible, but yeah. there's still a learning curve. I I think my first video was pretty bad because TikToks are supposed to be short. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll put this whole three-minute phone call because everybody will love this phone call. And yeah. it, you just need to like do the highlights of phone calls for TikTok. So. Well, yeah, the problem, of course, is attention spans, of especially of young people, because TikTok, TikTok is a young person's app. The restaurant I worked at as a waitress in mm-hmm. Texas, we had a list of people that, like this person, no, they can't uh, order from here. This is for people that would come in or call in? Um, Come in or come in for takeout, hmm. but we didn't do delivery. Were you ever there when they kicked somebody out and said, look, we don't want we don't want you around here? No. Dude, I, I, I had to do the kicking out once. Mm-hmm. It was really frustrating, right? Because this was uh, not, long after, not long after the raid. Okay. And... This person left me with no alternative except to call the police. Oh right? That's frustrating. Do you know how angry you have to get me to have me willing to call the police to yeah. make you leave? This dude had every opportunity. And I couldn't physically remove him because, you know. He was big. I, no, what, I'm on, I was on pre-release. Oh, I see. That would have me right back. Yeah. So that wasn't an option. So right. literally no other way to handle this except to call the police. And I've never been so angry at impotence in my life is i can't mm. do anything about this i have to rely on violent thugs to come and they might shoot this guy sure mm. i just want him out right people I mean, are horrible at restaurants sometimes sure. it's just like i don't know what happens to people when they go into a restaurant and they just lose all sense of human decency sometimes Dude, maybe they never had it what happened with this lady with DoorDash? She's been banned from the platform as a customer. She must have been the most rude, most obnoxious uh, customer. You would think so, because that's what we've been talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Is how to deal with these people. But no, it wasn't any of that. She wasn't mean. She wasn't rude to people. She was banned from ordering DoorDash um, because she is a dominatrix. What? Hmm. And by the way, where's the story um, coming from? Daily Dot, whoever that okay. is. A tech researcher at UCLA is claiming that DoorDash disabled their account for engaging in sex work, according to a Twitter thread. And this is the... So, tech researcher by day and a dominatrix by night. It does appear to be that. I mean, her Twitter (laughs) handle is um, Mistress Snow PhD. And she she is blue checkmark verified and everything. Oh, boy. And she's got a screenshot here. Your account has been deactivated. In the thread, Olivia Snow, a professional dominatrix and researcher at the UCLA Center for Critical Internet Inquiry. Boy, I'm sure she's a lot of fun to hang out with at parties. Mm. Well, I mean, she might actually be. Said her <laughs> account on Caviar, which is owned by DoorDash, was previously disabled for a violation of the terms and conditions of the app. The specific violation was never discussed. Caviar? Never heard of that. I never have either. Snow claims that this is because of cross-platform data sharing. Apps never admit to sharing data, but they obviously do, as sex workers in particular are usually like the test population for a lot of these technologies. So earlier you're all talking about ways that people are lowering their bills. Um, And one of the ways that it seems that people are lowering their bills, and this is honestly, to 
me a kind of rude thing to do, but they're tipping less. Like a oh, lot less. too bad. Yeah, and now, how, and now you work at a restaurant, so that's how you've seen this? So I work at a restaurant, but I'm, I work as a manager, and district um, had a meeting the other day. And so in the industry, 20% is considered standard. So if a waiter or waitress right. isn't getting 20%, there's questions. I think that's what um, the industry considers standard. I don't think that the average person considers that to be standard. I know that that's standard because I've I've lived with people. My girlfriends have worked in restaurants, so like I understand what's expected. But prior to that, I'd always heard it was fifteen percent for good service, and that's not the way it it is. But so I think the industry thinks just generally expects more than what a lot of people have even been taught uh, to give. But that said, what are they seeing? So they're seeing closer to about 12% right Oof. now in some areas. Damn. Um, which, when you think about it, that's a 40% drop. Have you guys ever watched the movie with Ryan Reynolds, Waiting? Oh, God, yes. No, never yeah. heard of it. Neither of you have seen Waiting? Oh, man, it's classic. It's, it's like the Is this an old movie? Not really. No. Like early, early 2000s, yeah. It's like okay. the yeah. it's the restaurant version of Office Space. If you oh. haven't seen it, oh man, you got to check it out, dude. Oh, that's cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah, Office Space is fantastic. Yeah, this is like the restaurant version of that. Okay. Yeah, but I worked at Red Robin about that same period, late nineties. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, working those dishes—if you want one of the worst jobs ever—is working at one of those uh, corporate uh, restaurants washing dishes. Um, Washing dishes in any restaurant just absolutely sucks, and I've done it too. So. Oh, it's horrible. But uh, I used to make 40 or $50, and that was back in the late 90s. And I was a busboy and a dishwasher and did a little bit of uh, – I quit. I was a waiter for a little bit, and I went on to my next job. But um, I don't know. The, the true story, if Aria's seen waiting, is that customer that comes in after all the grills and every every the deep fryer and everything's been clean – Five minutes to 11 o'clock, it's still open, and here comes this couple, comes in, everything's cleaned, and they want to sit there and eat for 45 minutes. I don't mm-hmm. know. As far as the unauthorized smoke breaks in the construction industry, we call those safety meetings. <laughs> you, got, you got to do the paperwork for the safety meeting. Yeah, that's know? funny because I know people out here that uh, they call it the exact same yeah, thing. They, they, they are safety meetings. <laughs> Still, this many years later, they they are. And I've known plenty of construction guys who not only smoke on the job, but also they'll bring some beers to the construction site. You know what? Hey, what? as long as the job gets done good, uh, measure twice, cut once or whatever. Yeah, that, that's sort I, of the mentality behind pizza place as well. They all know their drivers and their employees are high, but no one cares because one, it they're all high, so it's not like you can hire someone who isn't high. Mm-hmm. And second, they're going to get the job done. So, what does it matter? Exactly. I actually saved the homeowner's house one time because there was a cooler full of long necks available. You saved what? I saved his house because there was a cooler full of long necks available. I'll tell you the story right quick. Okay. There was a bee nest in the chimney, and I had one of them uh, propane bug foggers. You know what I'm talking about? It's got a little, no. little, it's got a little coil of poison that goes through a heat tunnel and mm. vaporizes it and turns it into a bug fog. Mm. But wow. they get hot. So anyway, I got this tip of this thing in this little cavity fogging out these bugs. Well, evidently the nest was right close because I started smelling something smoldering. Oh, and wow. before I knew it, 
it was there was flames coming out about eight inches above the nest, and I'm like, holy smokes! I said, somebody grab me a beer, and the homeowner ran and grabbed me a long neck, and I popped it and shook it up right quick, and fire extinguished that thing. Sarah, she's just complaining because she got an, an increase in her. Uh, EBT card, I guess, for the month, going up from $58 to over $300. And Sarah, you've called in tonight to say that's just not good enough. Oh, no, I'm just saying it's our Democratic, uh, our whole state is Democrat senators and reps. Mm-hmm. We've, been, we've been getting a lot of help. That was my whole point. I yeah. only got $3,200 in stimulus money. I've already got, I'm going to get $250 dumped into my account. And if we file for it, I'll get another 500 And plus, I've been getting another $250 in EP. I, so I, it does make a difference. The Democrats will help the poor people. So you got $3,200 in uh, stimulus checks, right? Yeah, altogether so far. Okay. I what got what one, did, what did 1, you 000. use that money for, if you don't mind? Well, I just lived on it. I, I spent it, um, you know, to help pay my rent or just, it just went to all the kind of stuff that I needed. It's all gone spent. though, right? No, I, I saved some of it save to move to it. a better place. Yeah. Okay. I saved some of it to move to a How better place. How bougie of you. But you're saying that this is not enough or you're saying this increase in the EBT is enough, that $300 a month is good enough, you're all set, or do you need, you know, you want them to give you more? No, I'm just saying. I, sometimes it's too much money, so I'm not. I'm not even going to file for the 500. Yeah, I have to file. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.